I'm very vocal about my love for the Champaign-Urbana music scene, and I think there's definitely something unique here. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast as a member of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today, my guest is someone you may know as Clockwork Owl. We're going to be listening to her song, Plato's Cave, which we just recorded in the studio. And I'm really excited to share that with everyone. And I hope that she is as well. Anka, yep. welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I guess without further ado, as I love to say, let's listen to the song. In a large golden cage with bars that glittered I could never touch the sides Fed the world on a platter What's outside doesn't matter Just keep your horizons wide Forced to have my hand held a Pavlovian bell Just parrot back all I'd ever known Kool-Aid from a sippy cup Till the day I grew up And I started learning life on my own Well, it's never easy to clear out a flood To then watch a hard rain fall And I may not be thrilled with the hand of am But I'm lucky I have cards at all at all. 
But in the pouring rain one night I met a seasoned gambler And he kindly took me in Laid down the rules Taught me all he knew Try to keep your deuces wild But have an ace up your sleeve Cause every hand's a winner And every hand's a loser Were the final words he ever said to me And it wasn't easy to clear out a flood After seeing how hard rain could fall But once I learned how to play the game I found my hand weren't so bad after all Upon my ivory collar for not much more than a dollar Give up a safety net that so many crave And though it may have been adorned With crystalline thorns A cage is still a cage How can I defend a choice they can't comprehend When it's theirs I'm trying to disavow and so I fear that the cost will be the ones I loved and lost, but I'm a stranger to them now. All right. Welcome back. So as is my favorite question to always ask, what came first, the words or the music? Definitely the words. Definitely um, the words. Most of the time it's the words for me. So what, I guess, brought out the words in this? Do you remember the particular time when it just kind of came to you doing the words or writing the words so i know um that the first thing that came to me in this song was the line i'm lucky i have cards at all the second the line before that um i may not be it was initially i may not be happy with the hand i've been dealt but like that came right after um and i kind of built the song around that that was in my head for a few days the rest of it is pretty much based on a few conversations i was having with different people during that period i know that when when we first talked about doing this you had a different title for this piece yeah. uh, but then you decided on plato's cave is there a particular reason that you felt that was necessary to to change the title so the initial title was dissatisfaction and ironically i was dissatisfied with that title it just it felt a little off even though it is what the song was about i think plato's cave just fits like it's a good summary of i think the themes that this song captures and it felt like a right fit are you particularly interested in philosophy or was that is that something that you were you're into as philosophy? Um, I, I don't think I'm interested in it as such. Like as I don't read a lot of philosophy or anything like that. But philosophical concepts come up that I find interesting. I do like rabbit hole a little sometimes and yeah. like see what they're about. And like I do like incorporating them into my understanding of the world. Right. But I don't actively go out and look for them as much. Hmm. Well, and it's interesting when you say that that it informs your how you view the world, that Plato's cave is an illustration of how someone views the world and that, you know, what we we think we perceive or not is not actually the thing that we perceive. It's right. just shadows of... Maybe my understanding of Plato's cave is a little different from the one you just said. 
because uh-huh. um and i guess see that's what i like about it it can be uh like philosophical um what's the word analogies almost yeah. can be applied to so many different things i think i get this from my mom but i like using analogies to explain what i'm thinking what you were saying about plato's cave right now was how it was supposed to be a metaphor for what we perceive may not be what the world is what i kind of knew it as was so i don't know if you meant it in the way of humans in general there's a filter between what's happening in the real world and what we are able to process but what i kind of always thought was that it's when you're raised in a certain way almost indoctrinated but not that intensely and people see outside of that almost like you know with cults for example like when people see what it's like outside of that and try to go back and be like no this is what it actually is that's like just the eye-opening experience of leaving something that you thought your life that was your worldview getting shaken that's that's kind of always how i perceived it it's this idea of what we thought it was isn't what it really is or that what we saw were just not the real thing to begin with but you're lucky that you have cards at all how did that flow from this idea of your perception of the world and having cards dealt to flow back to these images of being raised in a large golden cage so there's two themes here almost where one of them is this the golden cage so i was saying conversations i was having at the time was basically with people who grew up a lot like i did where it's a very privileged upbringing that we had but there were restrictions and i'm trying not to go deep into that i was nervous about making this my song because there are some like really personal threads Uh but i was like i'm just not gonna point out which ones apply to me so people have to guess Uh which ones are about me and which ones are about people i was talking to and i can't say that i won't just stumble upon those because you know i'm inquisitive i'm gonna deflect anything i don't want to answer so (laughs) or you could just say don't i don't want to talk about you know (laughs) seriously it's fine because it's like we want it to be the best for everybody and a good story so Mm -hmm. one of the things that came about was when you originally told me about the song and sent me the lyrics when we were going to come and record you said oh i changed some words yeah um so how did that come about and one of the the so the line is held in a cell sold as a hotel stay with us and you can pick any door yeah well let's just at least talk about why you felt it was important to swap that out or or put that in that's an observed effect so i'm cool talking about it the culture i grew up in especially my parents are very classic asian parents as well that refers to the idea of you can only be a doctor lawyer an engineer kind of it does mean more than that but that's the plurality of what it refers to if that makes sense and it's just the the fact that these are the three career options that'll get you like whatever you want but that whatever you want is so two-dimensional because it only pretty much guarantees you quote-unquote successful career which a lot of people I was speaking to are like, that's not what success means to me. So that's what that means in the whole held in a cell, sold as a hotel, uh, is kind of just how I see that in my head, where it's it's trapping you into these options. But, you know, hotels with 
all their doors and you think of it as like a getaway and just an escape you know and positive force and you know i was talking about analogies that's how i see that in my head the cell kind of refers to being given these options like discrete number of options sold as a hotel is that they're trying to sell it to you as this is giving you everything and then stay with us sounds like something a hotel would say and you can pick any door any room but you know it's only this limited number of options right you're stuck in the hotel yeah right this hotel this, california you can yeah. check out anytime you yes like. to, to answer your question that was i thought a more succinct explanation of it than the original lyrics were when you said it's never easy to clear out a flood to watch a hard rainfall where did that image particularly pop into your head the idea of have it, that it's hard to clear out a flood. I think those lines just came to me without an image. I think mm. my brain just went, write that down. So I did. It came to me in the same kind of tune as the other lines in the chorus. So I was like, I guess those go together. And then they kind of made sense to me, at least, together. So I was like, cool, I'm keeping that. Um, this song mostly is written from... And this is a departure from what I'm usually used to, but I wasn't directly writing for me for this one it was not a character but like i i was outside of my like the i is an entity that isn't completely so right. yeah so like yeah. that was um unusual for me because i usually write very very true to my own experiences this is kind of a conglomeration of, of stories yeah. that make one image all together yeah and there's so many different themes like that whole like asian raising thing is like one of the threads of the song but there's so many parallel ideas that came to that like have the same theme of being limited by something and wanting to hmm. stretch beyond that the hotel part specifically i feel was more to do with the careers thing but like it was a coincidence that i was having so many conversations at the same time about you're being limited by something but you can see beyond that and trying to kind of marry the two concepts of what you're used to and this other thing you can see and that's that's how plato's cave comes back in you know because it's like um the limitations of seeing shadows on the wall and then seeing that there's more beyond that and dealing with that shock i'll back up to maybe more of my interpretation which I, I feel like is since we've already started talking about this it's it seems in line but who knows i can be surprised sometimes <laughs> but I, I feel like all of these uh, one word that i don't feel that that you've used so far to describe this song or the concepts are are it's like trapped i felt like all of these concepts and this is just as i said this is my interpretation before and then even when after we've talked a little bit do you feel that that's not the overall concept like because i know i know there are some uh spots where it's you know reaching out or trying to reach out so not necessarily completely trapped but it it made me feel there was a lot of things in here that made me feel like concepts of being trapped and then seeking hope or seeking uh, something new or, but I, I don't know if you, if you feel like 
addressing that. There's the themes of like feeling trapped, I think, are pretty prevalent throughout the song. I guess going back to that, to clear out a flood, well, I guess other than being buried alive, I can't really think of anything worse in terms of feeling helpless as being just completely covered by water and flooded over where you there's no you, there's reach up reach down there's nothing more than just water i don't know if that's the flood i have because i have images after um writing like when i wrote those lines they weren't images but i have them now and it is it isn't that kind of overwhelming flooding that i picture those two lines specifically are more more of a basement flood that i'm imagining and where it's like sweeping up the remnants of like this previous worldview that you had just cleaning up things that are wrong in your life Mm -hmm. and then the hard rain that falls immediately afterwards and that that kind of comes from my own life where i kind of figured something out and then was hit by this life changing thing and that's it's basically just saying it's annoying that you deal with this and then the same thing kind of comes up again i think it's interesting that this song has a certain level of being you know, sheltered, trapped, what what have you. But they're also, from some of the things that you've been saying, I feel like there's a little bit of blame, too. Like, almost, mm, I should have known better, but you were sheltered. But, like, I don't know, it's just some of the things that you just said there. Like, I don't feel that it... I don't know. I, I feel bad to have that thought of, I don't know, whenever I run into something, and I always personalize it coming back as a reflection but i can't think of worse things that we do to ourselves than saying i should have known better when really sometimes things just aren't our fault and i just thought i feel that in this song with it's like the trap idea but also feeling i don't know i i i always have a hard time like articulating that but it just like i don't feel like it's use analogies analogies (laughs) uh Yes. Yeah. How can I defend a choice? They Did can't you, they, Yeah. Instead of you. Instead of like, you. Yeah. Um, so I, that I, was a little more just general because um, that came from a conversation with a friend who kind of like we were just basically talking about how change so much that like people don't recognize you. Like this was referring to their family just doesn't really recognize them anymore almost that i'm a stranger to you now so there's a lot of nature versus nurture that's another theme of this Hmm. song that referred to them coming up to their like realizing what their nature was and being like yeah that's not how anyone who i grew up with understands the world and estranged themselves not necessarily in a bad way but they just didn't have anything in common with the people they were raised by anymore. And hmm. that's kind of what those lines were about. Another line that I saw that you added was, laid down the rules, taught me all he knew, try to keep your deuces wild, but have an ace up your sleeve. Was that a part of a conversation or? That wasn't. That was just me continuing the theme of cards from the chorus. <laughs> and um, that was a reference to my own life that I'm cool talking about basically just like I've had the whole experience of seeing this whole world that I didn't know about and that was more when I 
stumbled across things that I was interested in that I'd never experienced before. I didn't know where to start with, like, knowing how to do them, and that that was just a reference to every, like, mentor. Friends, mostly, but Mm -hmm. um, when I say mentor, I just mean someone who, like, showed me the ropes for anything. Do you have, like, a particular favorite line in this song? Look between the bars, saw the world at large. The one I'd known so long now looked paper thin, but there was impossible tension between my being and this new dimension, so I took to shedding my old skin. First off, looked between the bars. I was debating about that for a while because I had Beyond as well, but I wanted to make an Elliot Smith reference because I love him. So uh, that yeah. it has nothing to do with between the bars, but I wanted to put that in there. Those are basically lines that describe pretty much as well as I possibly could the way I felt at a certain point because uh, in my late teens a bunch of things just happened to me at once that kind of almost stripped my identity in a way Uh that I kind of just didn't know what was going on anymore and I basically had to build myself back up from square one and just see what was important to me and like rebuild my values and stuff like that and um that's a lot of the nature versus nurture thing coming back because um that was me figuring out my own nature and like that was how it felt where it did feel like i was seeing like my former worldview had been 2d and it literally felt like a third dimension opened up it did feel like i was shedding my skin to fit into this new and i think just because of how well i feel like i summarize like i don't know if anyone else is gonna understand it the way i do but i felt like happy with the way i was able to express because i i'm not good with adjectives to describe how i'm feeling but I am better with images, and I feel like that explained it back to me in a way that I was like, cool, that is how I felt. So that's probably why those lines are huh. my favorite. Do you feel that that's like your songwriting is kind of this reciprocal thing? By writing your music, you find out more about yourself. Maybe there's things that weren't readily apparent to you, but as you write them out, it's like, oh, that's my, I don't know, not subconscious, but whatever. That teaches me more about myself. Right, than, you know, yeah. 100%. I feel like that's one of the main ways that I process how I feel. And I'd say my mental health got a lot better once I started writing music because I was able to, like, in general, I like, even for, like, things I have to do, I like putting things on paper to externalize them because it helps keep my brain less cluttered doing that helped me like realize what was going on and like try and explain things to myself that I was feeling when I write something down it's like I can get rid of it too yeah exactly throw it away I'm like well that's now I've externalized this and now it's gone yeah I can exercise this demon or whatever you want to call it (laughs) Um, however you feel about that for things like to-do lists for me it literally feels like i'm taking that line out of my brain and like putting it onto it feels like if they're if my like what i'm picturing right now is that my brain is just a black space with like sentences like white sentences 
floating around. Writing something down is literally taking one out and putting it on paper. That helps to clear that, like, them bumping against each other and just decluttering it, you know? So that's how my brain works. I know that you just recently released a song, Hey Mm -hmm. Chicago, and that was in October 16th. 16th. I picked it because it's Flea's birthday. Is this the first release that you've done? Yep. And I know that you mentioned something about maybe talking about that song. Why did you finally decide that Plato's Cave was the song that you wanted to talk about? I just think it tells a more interesting story. So the the people I spoke to about, like, the conversations that brought it up, we had similar upbringings. I feel like for people who've experienced that feeling of, like, not being able to see beyond what they're shown might be able to relate to it. In general, I think the story it tells is just a lot more interesting and more multidimensional. I think Hey Chicago is more relatable because it's a love song. I didn't find it as interesting, you know? Like, yeah. there are lyrics in it. Like, one of my favorite lyrics I've ever written is in it. And, like, it's a song I have a lot of love for. But it's also, like, part of it is that it's kind of expired. And mm. that for that particular person, it's it's past. Yeah, I, I'm fond of it. I'm very happy with that mm. song. But I, I just think that there are more interesting things to talk about than a love song. And so do you have any plans for recording some more music and... If I can find time. Well, (laughs) yeah, there's always that. But I guess what I'm saying is you you have plenty of songs that you'd love to record. Absolutely. If you only had the time. Yeah, yeah. I have, like, plans for eventually an album. There's, I think, right now eight kind of floating around about the same thing so i was kind of just gonna lump them all together and put them in an album if i can get them recorded great but i have a name for the album and everything but um it's just whether i can make that happen or not is there anything else you'd like to mention about plato's cave or something that you meant to mention earlier and just forgot or one thing that I did just remember that I don't think we quite got to all the themes that are throughout it, but one that I did want to point out was that, like, because there is a lot of reference to wealthy things like a golden cage and, like, there's yeah. things about, like, I think gems or something at the end. And and the chorus when it's saying, I may not be thrilled with the hand I've been dealt, but I'm lucky I have cards at all, is something that I've seen is very common among me and my peers that this is a personal thing as well where there are elements of things that I'm dissatisfied with and I'm like like do I have the right to complain about these things because of like I mean I with respect to my peers was like I I grew up in like the people around me were pretty wealthy and like relatively I wasn't like quite there but we had a very comfortable upbringing i know the levels of suffering that people can have and i'm like do these count as problems you know and Mm. that that's another theme that kind of comes throughout it and when when there's anything like gold or money related or whatever that is what that's a reference to 
the fact that it contains themes or or ideas that are very personal, but also that you're perhaps uncomfortable to talk about, that's really that really speaks to music in general. Somehow, I I, I just find it amazing that it's like you're comfortable enough to put those concepts out or these ideas out and perform them. It's fascinating because, you know, we're talking about it as a very therapeutic thing, but it's also the ability to say those things. Even though you're the one singing it, you can sing it anonymously a little bit too yeah. because it's, it's, well, you don't know if it's that person or yeah. you don't know if it's, and I can definitely relate to that being able to just say that thing that you've wanted to say it's like you can bear your soul but it's not like you have to put yourself in a bad position for that yeah that was also something that was it was hard for me to start performing original music because of that because i mean in my lyrics i hide through metaphor all the time anyway like i did that a lot in this song um and one thing i really admire about some of my favorite songwriters is some of them who comes to mind is bob forrest he was in a band called thelonious monster which is what he's most famous for what i know him best for is he was in a band called the bicycle thief and their album you come and go like a pop song is probably my it's my go-to answer if someone asks me what my favorite album is um, I mean, even the name is great. I love right? it. Right. A lot of songs, I think, are conversational in a storytelling way, but his songwriting, it sounds like you're sitting down and having a conversation with him. Mm. There's just no veil. He doesn't hide anything. He just says mm. how he feels. Like, one of the opening lyrics to one of his songs is, I woke up this morning feeling pretty good, and pretty good is really good to me. That's kind of the bluntness with which he mm. writes, and that's something I admire because I'm always hiding behind metaphor whenever that stresses me out a little bit. Another of my favorite songwriters, John Fratelli from the Fratellis, their most recent album, there's a song called Laughing Gas, which is kind of about that and about a bunch of other things, but one of the lines is, nobody else will ever know what you're thinking. It's like, I know what my lyrics mean to me, so mm -hmm. I'm always thinking like, oh, everyone's gonna know, it's so obvious, everyone's gonna know exactly what I'm talking about, but you don't. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening, located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, Go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. So 
So how long have you been in the Champaign-Urbana area? Um, I moved here in 2015, fall of 2015. Right. I'd say I only really became involved in the music scene in late, like, December-ish, probably of 2016. I used to run an open mic on campus at the Union. So that was my little exposure to the scene was through that. I met a couple people through there, and there was a band called Ocean Glass. And they were, for a while, really the only knowledge I had of the scene, but I didn't know how far it spreads until late 2016. When did you start going out and performing personally? I, I was playing at those open mics that I ran. Okay. I think my first ever show was January of 2017 in Chicago. A friend of mine, there was a spot on a bill that he was playing, and he was like, hey, do you want to pick it up? Uh. That was around the time I also was introduced to like the house show scene, so that was how I started right. getting that picked up. And When I first heard of Clockwork Owl, you were on a bill with Moats. Yeah. Here, and the the name stood out. I guess I didn't know what to expect your sound would be, and you didn't necessarily have much recorded, so I was yeah. like, I wonder what that's going to be like. Where did the name Clockwork Owl come from? Um, the name was initially just a bunch of words that I liked that I wrote down, and I was like stringing them together, being like, does this sound good? Does this sound good? For the longest time since I was a kid, I was like, if I ever have a band, I'm going to call it the Dawn Patrol, which I still wish was my name but i looked it up before like deciding on anything to see uh -huh. if anyone else had it first there's this like fairly well-known wedding band in scotland called the dawn patrol <laughs> like why and then and the d-a-w-n right yeah so i uh, so you grew up in hong kong mm -hmm. and um moved here for college maybe this is too broad since it's uh, such a large city was there a music scene in hong kong that you were aware of or if there was it was all cantonese music so uh -huh. but as far as i'm aware there really isn't a diy scene or anything like oh. this there for starters would not be feasible because it's all apartments everything's up in the air oh. there's no space for anything right. like this so this was a very big change for me did that seem so foreign that the diy scene like existed that it was like that people had these in their houses and like that it would just be this kind of underground kind of thing <laughs> sometimes literally yeah you know? <laughs> the whole thing was new for me at once and the thing is i still i don't quite know because this is the only place i've ever really lived that isn't hong kong i wasn't sure if it was unique to champagne urbana or mm. to places where there's space to do this kind of thing and people who want to and i i definitely think uh, i'm very vocal about my love for the champagne urbana music scene and i think there's definitely something unique here because i mean i know little bits about other places now that i've looked into them a little more like i know that diy scenes exist and it might just be because i've only lived here and i've only experienced this but i feel like there's something really unique about this one so do you have a favorite venue that you like to go see people at or that you've performed at that you really liked if, if we're allowed to use ones that have passed I would say, a, well, I mean, a current favorite of one that still exists, I really like Waluigi's Mansion. A special place in my heart is always going to be Audible Meets, because that was the first 
place that introduced me to the CU music scene. I think the first house show I ever played was in that basement. I think the first house show I ever went to was in that basement. That basement was just a kind of almost safe haven for me that whenever I went and hung out with them, I was like, you know, I'm at peace. I'm happy. I'm surrounded Hmm. by people that I feel really comfortable with. And that whole house just has a lot of meaning to me. So I'd say that one. So is there a non-DIY venue that you like? Does does the IMC count as DIY or does it not? It, It skirts that very fine line of both an amazing public venue and then also just kind of DIY just by methodology. Yeah, because I think a space like the IMC is just a gift to any community, especially an artsy one like Urbana. I do love the Rose Bowl. I think it's a great summary of the love in Urbana in general, because like it's just, it's so tight-knit in there, and I'd say most people there, at least the ones I've interacted with, it's usually just full of people who are part of the art scene. It's just a great little, like, hub. And you do get the sense that the people that run the Rose Bowl really care about music. I love what the new owners are doing with it. I think they've been really good for the Rose Bowl. Because I remember the second or third time I went, I was talking to Sam Payne, and he was like, yeah, we own it now. And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) So I didn't get to see it that much before. I I got enough of a sense of it to kind of see the... I don't want to say shift because it wasn't a shift, but growth. New energy, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. It was it was already a really nice venue. I don't know who the old owners were, and I don't know how integrated they were with the Rose Bowl, like, patrons. But mm-hmm. the fact that, like, Sam, Marty, and Charlie were always there anyway, you know, they're just doing exactly what they want it to be and what everyone wants it to be. And I, I just think... The Rose Bowl is a wonderful, it's a gem of the Urbana community. So do you have a favorite CU band or artist? I'm currently mid-adjusting. I have this playlist. I'm so proud of the name. It's called Shambana Fambana. It's um, (laughs) it's basically just all the people on the scene that I've either met, like either people who are local or people I've played house shows with who were touring and it's just a playlist of one song of each I'm like redoing it right now but it's just my favorite song of people in the community and there's like 30 35 artists on it right now I think and I I don't want to think through all of that and be like Mm. pick a favorite no I get that. One thing, I was actually thinking about this recently, just about the scene in general, or actually I started thinking about it. So I was listening to a, an interview with, I don't know if you know who Mark Lanigan is. Hmm. He is the vocalist of the Screaming Trees. He has, in my opinion, the greatest male voice ever. So I was watching a podcast interview with him and he was kind of talking about the scene growing up in Seattle when the Screaming Trees and like bands like Nirvana yeah. were like Alice in Chains and kind of just talking about how they were coming up. Something he said, it reminded me of me reading rock star autobiographies when I was a kid. And just, it was about that music community, you know, and like just going to shows and to see this band of a friend of yours and like just people uh, just having a conversation like, you know, this person from this band and, you know, just running into people on the street that, you know, from music and the scene. And like, as a kid, I, I always thought that was so fascinating. And then I realized a few days ago that I'm living that right now 
in the yeah. in Champaign Urbana and like um I'm sure it exists in big cities obviously like LA Seattle things like that I kind of just never thought that I would be a part of something like that because a lot of the time he was talking about it they weren't big yet you know they were just a community of musicians like supporting each other and I, like a lot of the conversations they talk about I have parallels here and that was that was a really nice moment for me where I was like yeah. hey this thing I looked up to and dreamed about as a kid I have that right here and that's something that C has given me you know and like I I it was a moment. It was very nice. We do have such a rich community of talent in so many ways. And like another thing I do find unique about Champaign-Urbana and our music scene is that like a lot of us are students and that does add a weird element to it. The fact that it, there's just this dual life that so many of us have yeah. is it's something that's unique. That's such a good point, just that it is unique and there's nothing really like it i have a lot of love for the cu music scene every time i actually try to vocalize it this is something i don't think i can explain using analogies i force the music scene on people and i'm like look it's 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 such a like it's almost like a parallel universe you know like i think the biggest mistake students at the university make is not branching out and like it's not at their fault because it's kind of hard to find right. a way in if they don't have one but like it, it, it's, it is almost like a parallel universe and it's like I just want people to know about it and experience it you know what I mean it, it might not mean as much to them as it does to me because I have that whole like I'm part of the community like yeah. I was saying the whole Mark Lanigan thing it's still like even as someone who I don't want to say outsider because that sounds wrong but as someone who's yeah. not like involved in the threat of it i still think it's a great thing to be able to see and i'm like look you should check this out before you go mm -hmm. wherever you're going because you're not gonna see something like this again and there's just so much diversity in the music itself there's acoustic stuff there's like bands there's the whole hip-hop scene there's so much variety Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street, located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut Street in downtown Champaign, has been helping to build record collections since 2004. Carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Anka, what is your favorite non-musical thing? I don't like this question. Um, oh, okay. it's, it's no, no. It's like I'll try to answer it, but it's just way <laughs> too broad, you know. Because it's yeah. like, what is your favorite thing at all, apart from the one thing that is your that would be your go-to answer for what is your favorite? Because like, if someone asked me what your what's your favorite thing, I'd probably say music. But <laughs> you're like, apart from music, yeah. what's your favorite thing? I could go first if that would help. Sure. Oh, being lazy. <laughs> okay. Being lazy is my 
Oh, I love it. It's my favorite thing. Okay, you heard it here first. Well, or, or second. Or, or, you know, whatever episode. You heard it 29th here, folks. So, Do I have to pick one? No, go, okay. go for it. I mean, okay, so, I mean, I mentioned to you that I'm studying robotics, and I do enjoy that. So, I mean, that's a big part of my life right now. And I'd say, yeah, that stuff is something I find really interesting. I really like the outdoors, being outside nature, all yeah. of that. Where's your favorite nature place in Champaign-Urbana? I don't have a car or anything, so I haven't explored oh. uh, CU as much, but I mean, I whenever I go on runs, I do like going down to the Arboretum, um, yeah. which is a... Re- My problem is that it's not a good place to go for a run because I just start wandering or like i get distracted by everything i don't know a few weeks ago like i was part of a trip i went to see a snake migration which was pretty cool so you just watch a ton of snakes just kind of slither that was what we expected but it was more of you need to keep an eye out for them and it'll just be one like slithering but um yeah it wasn't like a big group of snakes at once but it, it was really cool were they in like a v no, that you know, like geese. That I was trying <laughs> no. to be like geese. That would have been hilarious. Yeah. But, oh, they're um, in V formation. Yes. <laughs> but no, um, just anything outdoors, like outdoor sports in general. So like mm. anything, like hiking related. Just anything that'll yeah. let me be outdoors. Yeah. Well, thanks for spending your afternoon indoors today. <laughs> On such a nice day as well. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's. It had to happen. I was glad to have you on, on the show and everything. So we've got robotics. We've got nature. Anything anything else? Are abstract concepts allowed? Yeah. I mean, unless you mean abstract concepts are your oh, fa- no. favorite thing. Um, oh, okay. I was going to say whimsy, just in yeah. general. Yeah. Huh. Anything whimsical makes me really happy things like fairy tales and all of that always Mm. fascinated me as a kid monty python the muppets just anything that brings in robin williams you know like just just that kind of childlike non-caring is how i try to approach life the last thing that came into my head that i like that's not music is satire i spend way too much time reading the onion i think i spent like an hour this morning just looking at onion stuff uh, and, uh, the the onion i would say i i currently just because of the state of the world right now where mm. i'm trying to focus on my studies i try to avoid the news so the onion is uh, is my main not source of news but that's the news source i see the most because i'm like i can i can deal with this you can kind of have a vague sense of what's going on maybe like if you hear about something that happens it's like it doesn't sound unfamiliar the actual information you got is a little distorted because it was through the onion but i have to admit that there's been a few times where somebody will mention something and i'm like oh that's what the onion was making <laughs> yeah, that's, fun of that's definitely happened to me. Uh, <laughs> yes anka thank you so much for coming out being on the show and coming and recording your song plato's cave i really appreciated your view of the champagne urbana music scene Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on.
Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Clockwork Al reminding you great music is out there. Go find it where you live. You almost have an NPR voice, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> studio, South Beaker, on the inside.